0: The Merry Bakers at Relevant Radio present. <inaudible> Episode
1: eighteen:
0: <inaudible> Fred's Party.
1: It was a great surprise to Scrooge while listening to the moaning of the wind and the roar of the sea to hear a hearty laugh. (laughs) It was a much greater surprise to Scrooge to recognize the laugh as his own nephew's and to find himself in a bright, dry, gleaming room with a spirit standing smiling by his side and looking at that same nephew with approving affability. (laughs) If you should happen by any unlikely chance to know a man more blessed in a laugh than Scrooge's nephew, all I can say is I should like to know him too. Introduce him to me and I'll cultivate his acquaintance. It is a fair, even-handed, noble adjustment of things, that while there is infection and disease and sorrow, there is nothing in the world so irresistibly contagious as laughter and good humour. When Scrooge's nephew laughed in this way, holding his sides, rolling his head, and twisting his face into the most extravagant contortions, Scrooge's niece, by marriage, his dear friend Topper, and most everyone present laughed as heartily as he...
0: (laughs) He, he said he said that christmas was a humbug as i live
2: he believed it too more shame for him fred
0: oh he's a comical old fellow that's the truth and not so pleasant as he might be However, his offenses carry their own punishment, and I have nothing to say against him.
2: I'm sure he is very rich, Fred, at least you always tell me so. What of that,
0: my dear? His wealth is of no use to him. He don't do any good with it. He don't make himself comfortable with it. He hasn't the satisfaction of thinking... (laughs) (laughs) that
2: he is ever going to benefit us with it. (laughs) I have no patience with him.
1: (laughs) No, nor I. He was extremely rude to my mother. I could never have patience with him.
0: God bless me, never. Oh, I have. I am sorry for him. I couldn't be angry with him if I tried. Who suffers by his ill whims? Himself? Always? Here. He takes it into his head to dislike us, and he won't
2: come and dine with us. What's the consequence?
0: He don't lose much of a dinner.
2: Indeed, I think he loses a very good dinner. Oh, yes, absolutely. A capital dinner.
0: Oh, it was excellent, Mary. Truly. Well, I'm very glad to hear it, because I haven't great faith in these young housekeepers. What do you say, Topper? Oh, well, I, I, I couldn't really say, Fred. I'm a bachelor, as you all know, and, well, I have no right to express an opinion on the subject. Oh, I see. And, uh, what do you think of Jane's housekeeping, eh, Hopper?
2: <laughs> Fred! Do you go on, Fred. He never finishes what he begins to say. He is such a ridiculous <laughs> fellow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was only going to say that the consequence of his taking a dislike to us and not making merry with us is, as I think, that he loses some pleasant moments, which could do him no harm. I am sure he loses pleasanter companions than he can find in his own thoughts, <laughs> either in his moldy old office or his dusty chambers. I mean to give him the same chance every year, whether he likes it or not, for I pity him. He may rail at Christmas till he dies, but he can't help thinking better of it. I defy him if he finds me going there in good temper year after year and saying, Uncle Scrooge, how are you? If it only puts him in the vein to leave his poor clerk 50 pounds. That's something, and I think I shook him yesterday. <laughs> oh. Imagine Scrooge being shaken. Oh, I tell you, he was! Come, past the punch now.
1: After tea, they had some music, for they were a musical family and knew what they were about. Scrooge's niece played well upon the harp and played, among other tunes, a simple little air, a mere nothing you might learn to whistle it in two minutes, which had been familiar to the child who fetched Scrooge from the boarding school. When this strain of music sounded... All the things that Ghost had shown him came upon his mind. He softened more and more, and thought that if he could have listened to it often, years ago, he might have cultivated the kindness of life for his own happiness with his own hands, without resorting to the sexton's spade that buried Jacob Marley. I know that tune. You heard it as a boy. Your sister knew it well.
0: Truly, truly, I remember.
1: But they didn't devote the whole evening to music. After a while, they played at forfeits. For it is good to be children sometimes, and never better than at Christmas, when its mighty founder was a child himself. There was first a game at Blind Man's Buff. Of course there was.
2: It isn't fair, it isn't fair. Come now, Topper.
1: Come now, this is blind man's
0: buff. Come now, blind man's buff. Of course
2: it is, Fred. Why are you stopping it?
0: <laughs> now, do you expect me to believe that Topper is truly blindfolded and yet he keeps miraculously <laughs> finding James? Fred! <Uh-oh>. Hey. <laughs> something wrong? Oh, nothing's wrong. You just know exactly who you'd like to catch, don't you? <laughs> Fred, I couldn't possibly know what you mean.
2: <laughs> oh, you do indeed, sir you do. Come, come, another game, another. Yes and no.
0: Our time is short. Spirit, please, allow me to stay until the guests have all departed. Allow me.
1: It cannot be done. Our time is short.
0: Look, here is a new game. One half hour, Spirit. Only one? Yes and no it is. Very good. And I'll go first.
2: Are you thinking of an animal? Yes. A live animal?
0: Quite alive, yes. Uh, an agreeable animal? Uh decidedly not. Oh, a savage animal? Most would say yes. An animal <laughs> that growls? Well, It sometimes grunts. Uh, Does this animal talk? Yes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It must be a rather strange animal if it can grunt, growl, and talk. Is that your question, Mary? No. Does this animal that growls, grunts, and talks live here in London?
0: Yes. Is it made a show of? Oh, certainly not. Most avoid this animal, in fact. (laughs) Is it a horse? (laughs) No. a bear? A tiger. No. A, 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 a dog. A, a pig. A, a cat. <laughs> one question. One question.
2: I found it out. I know what it is, Fred. I know what it is.
0: What is it?
2: <laughs> it's your uncle's crib. <laughs> oh. Why? That's unfair. That's unfair, Fred. That's oh, unfair. How so, Mary? How so? He? asked you if it was a bear, you should have said yes. yes. You said no. And if my mind was diverted away from bears, how could it possibly arrive at Scrooge? (laughs) He has given us
0: plenty of merriment, I am sure. And it would be ungrateful not to drink his health. Here is a glass of mulled wine ready to our hand at the moment, and I say... Uncle Scrooge! Well, Uncle Uncle, Scrooge! Uncle Scrooge! A Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to the old man, whatever he is. He wouldn't take it from me, but may he have it nevertheless. Uncle
1: Scrooge! Uncle Scrooge had imperceptibly become so light of heart that he would have pledged the unconscious company in return and thanked them in an inaudible speech if the ghost had given him time. But the whole scene passed off in the breath of the last word spoken by his nephew, and he and the spirit were again upon their travels. Subscribe at adventwithscrooge.com for the next episode of A
0: Christmas Carol, and download a free companion guide with activities, questions, and coloring pages. Subscribe for free at adventwithscrooge.com. adventwithscrooge.com